Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Safe House Travel Diary. I'm your host, Suha. Last time we left off, I was on a sightseeing cruise in Istanbul, longing for Lebanon and curious about the Lebanese rap scene. With Lebanon only being 90 minutes away and a big concert coming up by the Syrian-Filipino rapper Chino, I decided to just go for it. And instead of going home, Medina and I flew to the motherland, Lebanon. And I got right to work knocking on the doors of rappers to see what's in the mirror that hip-hop holds up. Even though I'm Lebanese and spent many childhood summers there, Night One in Beirut showed me angles of my country I never saw before, all the while realizing that Lebanon has changed in ways that I'm just beginning to understand. This is episode two, Dora. Give it a clap. Okay. Welcome to The Safe House, a diary of my global exploration of hip-hop in misunderstood places. Hi, my name is Suha. I'm a mama, Lebanese immigrant, and most of all, I'm curious. I'm traveling around the world meeting hip-hop artists in their safe houses to talk about the experiences that shape their music. Welcome to season one, Three Nights in Beirut. Hi, Kirimo. Hi, Baba. Mina. It's me, Mama. I'm here in the bathroom again um, because Dooney's sleeping. And as you can see, it's a different bathroom because I'm in Beirut now. I left Istanbul today. Um, kind of had to wake up early. Night one in Beirut. I was called to Lebanon by my curiosity, by its sea breeze, and calls for hot anise roasted over charcoals. I didn't tell anyone in my family I was there. I stayed in a hotel. I was only there for three nights and couldn't get entangled in family commitments. My goal was to have real conversations with Lebanese hip-hop artists, and I knew the best place for that is where they live and create. I didn't want to be naive about traveling alone around Beirut, knocking on the doors of homes of hip-hop artists. So before I left Istanbul, I arranged a driver that would take me around Beirut and be a sidekick. I found a babysitter for Medina. I was there to look in the mirror. The mirror that hip-hop holds up to society. To see what the music reflected about life in Lebanon in September 2022. News from Lebanon since 2019 has been so bad that reporters are using the words failed state to describe it words that sting like alcohol on a wound, and I was baffled by all of it. These conversations that I'm looking to have, they require trust, relatability, connection. So I dusted off that Lebanese part of myself, the part that only gets to fully breathe when I'm in Lebanon, the only way I know how. I spoke in Arabic. as often as I could. My tongue was heavy from lack of use. But because your accent is your badge in Lebanon, I knew once people detected my regional accent, that dialect that's from so deep in the south of Lebanon that you can see Palestine from there, it would tell them everything they needed to know about me. 
that I'm not a naive tourist posing as one of them, that I'm from one of those villages where guerrilla soldiers fought Israel. I'm Bint Beled. I'm from here. So they know it's safe to be honest and show me who they are. The first thing I did after landing was link up with Saleh and Rawia in my hotel room. I was grateful to the good friend who introduced me to them to help out while I was in Beirut. Even though we'd only talked on FaceTime while I was still in Istanbul, meeting them in person felt like a reunion. Saleh would be my sidekick, and Rawia is his cousin. Saleh calls her Roro. She would be taking care of Medina. They lived near my hotel and were accustomed to working with international students, journalists, and other kinds of travelers. <laughs> After a quick, strong coffee and a change of clothes, I put my recorder, phone, and some cash in a mini backpack. Equivalent to only about $30 USD, hyperinflation made the bills look like Monopoly money. They didn't fit in my wallet, so I carried the cash in an envelope. It wasn't always like this. The Lebanese currency tanked in 2019, just before the pandemic, losing 90% of its value. The sun was setting. Medina went to sleep for the night with Roro, and Saleh and I got right to work. Although I had arranged a few meetups and interviews, I didn't have anything planned for that first night. Saleh suggested we go to Burj al-Barajne refugee camp to meet his friend who was a rapper and a funny guy with a lot of stories, according to him. On the right to Burj, as I looked around taking inventory of what looks the same and what's changed since my last visit, Saleh told me more about himself. He told me about how his grandparents were expelled from Palestine, how he grew up in different refugee camps in Syria and Lebanon, how Musi al-Rap, rap music, is used to transmit information about life in Lebanon's 12 official refugee camps. He spoke affectionately about rappers like Uslub, whose members lived in the Sabra, Shatila, and Burj al-Barajne refugee camps. That song you heard earlier was by a sloop. I don't know how to talk about Burish without invoking cliché or sounding stupid. All I can share is what I told my kids during my nightly hotel bathroom update. I went to a Palestinian refugee camp 
to meet with a poet and rapper who talks about what it's like to be Palestinian living in a camp. And um, there's like really narrow alleyways and we're going through without like motorcycle. Me and uh, my driver, his name is Saleh. Okay, you want me to get up? Okay. I've never been in a refugee camp. There were a lot of like electrical lines, like hundreds of electrical lines just like hanging. Okay, you want me to get up? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to know what this water is. I'm just going to pretend uh, that's, um... Okay. We'll call him... Mustafa. Salak is encouraging him to be candid. They met in Burj al-Barajne at a workshop that taught kids how to express themselves using rap. They're both in their early 20s now. Salah was saying, you know, we might talk about guns and drug use and dealing. That's when I realized that we were in Mustafa's literal safe house. He said, honey, I've had quite the five years, and for that reason, I prefer you turn that off. Okay. Yeah. They sat across from me on his bed, under a window, in a square-shaped room in Burj al-Barajne. 40,000-plus Palestinians and Syrians, new refugees fleeing the Syrian civil war, live within the camp that was only intended to house 10,000 people. But outside his window on that summer night in 2022, it was quiet. Saul was right. Mustafa is a funny guy with a lot of stories. That night, drinking black tea, laughing, arguing, listening to Mustafa's poetry and why he gave up on rapping. That square room felt like what it was. Venting in the safe house. Venting in the safe A safe house. A safe house in the Kendrick Lamar sense. A place to talk and be real. And maybe learn something along the way. Since the recorder was off, I spoke Arabic all night. And the thing about speaking Arabic is, when you speak it, especially after you haven't done it for a while, you hear who you are too. I heard myself, and the mission I set out on back in Istanbul was affirmed, to have conversations. In the tradition of those guerrilla soldiers from my village, to operate with my feet on the ground, holding a microphone as my weapon, and invite anyone who's curious to come inside the safe house and listen. As the night began to wind down and we were saying our goodbyes, Mustafa started roasting me. He was calling me Dora the Explorer, and we all laughed because he was right. I did look like Dora. I had the hair, I had the backpack, even my outfit resembled hers. And 
And as Saleh and I drove off leaving the camp, I thought, yeah, I am an explorer following a trail charted by curiosity about home, what the music tells us about it, and where I fit into her story. And um, when I spoke to this poet today, he was talking about knowing like who he is and where he comes from and having a lot of pride in that. Miss you guys so much. I'll be home in a couple of days. Tomorrow I'm gonna go interview some rappers. Um, should be good. Yeah, I gotta sleep now. Love you so, so much. But what I didn't tell the kids was that the night didn't end there. Join me next week for part two of my first night in Beirut as we retrace the steps of the Lebanese rap scene in the famed neighborhood of Marm Khayel. All of the music you heard in this episode was by Palestinian Lebanese rappers Katib Khamse, Usloub, and Jafar Tufar. You can hear these songs and more in the playlist that I curated for the episode in the show notes along with links to more information about Palestinian and other types of refugees in Lebanon, as well as some of the other themes brought up in this episode. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe, review, and share The Safe House, and let me know where you think I should travel to next. Until next week, peace and much love. <laughs>